the voice of reason, the voice of alarm, the voice of stats, the voice of scouts, the voice of Kool-Aid, the voice of dismay, the voice of Davo. And who saw Mike Pelfrey shutting down the Royals as a possibility in game three of this series with the Twins? Not this guy. As we welcome you into another edition of Clubhouse Conversation, it's Davo on your dish as KC drops game three of the series. Three to nothing against the Twins as the Royals are completely shut down by Mike Pelfrey tonight. It looked as if the Royals were kind of, I don't want to say sleepy or lethargic, but just out of sync tonight. Didn't have great at-bats, did hit a few balls hard, did get some guys on base through the walk or getting hit by a pitch, but then they would hit to a double play ball or pop out. A couple times they stung a couple balls, but they were caught. Just wasn't their night, but overall a very successful homestand, obviously. The Royals go 4-2 and two on this stand and take 2 out of 3 from the Twins, so nothing to be discouraged about. A nice homestand for the Royals, and we will preview their series with the White Sox coming up. We'll talk more about this game also, but first, let's also get to our player of the game tonight. And we had slim pickings, obviously, since only one Royals player had two hits tonight. That being Alcides Escobar, a pair of singles, and only one extra base hit tonight for KC as well. And that didn't come until two outs were in the bottom of the eighth, and Eric Hosmer turned a misplay on a sinking line drive by Torrey Hunter into a triple. Royals drew only a couple walks tonight. I mean, the offense just wasn't there tonight. So our player of the game, Jeremy Guthrie, of course, wasn't on top of his game. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. But our player of the game is Johan Pino. For the second time in as many royal appearances, and, I mean, there was something nice tonight to, to you know to talk about. It was encouraging. He came out and threw three more shutout innings, scattered three hits, didn't walk anybody, and struck out four against his former mates. And yes, Pino last year had an ERA north of five with the Twins. And I have a tweet here from Danny who wants to know: Is Pino the real deal? Well, what do you mean by real deal? Is he going to come in and? Be the Royals' number three starter later this year or next year? No chance. Could Pino become a back end of the rotation type guy at the major league level or a very good long reliever? Absolutely, I think he could. I mean, Super Dave Island seems to fix everybody these days. It's almost like Dayton Moore is like the wizard of bullpens. Like whoever he brings in, I mean, this year, I mean, years past, we talk about this all the time here. Somehow he just knows the right buttons to push with these relievers. It's really impressive. So Pino, again, small sample size, only a couple appearances out of the bullpen, but it was nice to see him out there throwing strikes. I like how he competes, pounds the zone, has pretty lively stuff, sneaky fast there on his fastball. So look forward to seeing more of Pino, but it was good to see him kind of pick up the Royals' bullpen. And speaking of picking up the Royals, let's also give credit to Jeremy Guthrie. Jeremy Guthrie tonight didn't have it. I mean, he just didn't. Tied a career high with six walks, did Jeremy. But the three runs in the first inning after he was able to get out of that inning did not allow a run the second through fifth. Gave the Royals five innings. And, of course, that's not Jeremy's goal. That's not the Royals' goal. He wants to go seven innings. He wants to limit the two or three runs every start. So the runs weren't awful, the three runs. but The innings weren't there. He had to battle. But a nice job by Jeremy. He hit a guy, walked six, like I said. And on top of that, uh, Jeremy was also aided by a little bit of <laughs> questionable base running from the Twins. What in the world were they doing, man? First inning, first pitch of the game, Danny Santana lines a double. Uh, and then routine ground ball hit pretty hard. Alcides Escobar by Torrey Hunter is thrown out at third. 
Easily. I have no idea what he was doing there. The next inning was even worse, though. Bases loaded, two out. You got Kenny Vargas up, one of your best young hitters, and Torrey Hunter decides it's a good idea to take off and try to steal home straight up. And that's our play of the game tonight. As Salvador Perez and the Royals bench, infielders got Jeremy Guthrie's attention. Jeremy, nice job. Speeding up his wind-up, throwing home, and getting Torrey Hunter by plenty at home plate. So, overall, Jeremy Guthrie, not his best start tonight. I'm not worried about him. I think he'll be fine. He's a proven Major League starter. He'll give you the innings. He'll have plenty of great starts to go along with a couple like this where he has to battle. No big deal. Like I said, he gave us five. Between him and Pino, the bullpen is at full strength heading into Chicago, outside, obviously, of Pino, who's not available until Saturday. But at least Guthrie pitching five instead of bringing Pino in in the third, having to burn him till Sunday or Monday and having to burn Morales for multiple endings. They're able to only burn Pino tonight. So that was good. And offensively for the Royals, not good tonight. But I mean, these nights happen, guys. I mean, there's nothing to really be concerned about tonight, honestly. Mike Pelfrey, nobody on this earth thought he was going to throw seven shutout innings against the Royals. Probably not even his dog thought that. I bet Rusty didn't think that or Spike or Bubba, whoever his dog is. Maybe he named it Guardy after Ron Godenheyer. Okay, we missed our managing the twins. I mean, but, but Pelfrey's a guy that's been hanging by his dear life, A, to get healthy, B, to stay into a big league rotation. He wouldn't even be in this rotation without injuries. Uh, you know, to guys like, well, not injury, but suspension to Irvin Santana and an injury to Nolasco. So he's hanging on for dear life to stay in a big league rotation. Had a bad attitude in, in spring. Didn't want to accept his role as a long reliever. Let the Twins know that. And their fans don't like him much. So they'll like him a bit more after tonight, though. Just a couple years removed from being really good was Pelfrey. He's had some injuries. But seven shutout innings. The split was working tonight against the Royals. Threw only 99 pitches in his seven innings. Scattered five hits. Struck out four. Walked two. Whatever. Moving on. Nothing really to talk about tonight. Let's look at the homestand overall. The Royals went four and two. Win. Royals took two out of three. Win. Did their job. They hit the road 11-4, tied with Detroit for a very difficult series, in my opinion, with the White Sox. Let's go through this. I'm a little concerned about this weekend series. Just because the majority of the guys the Royals are throwing out there, starting pitching-wise, have not been living up to their expectations yet. And and I heard Dave Island speaking earlier today, and he said, you know, our starting rotation is not even near where it's going to be yet. We're not performing up to our our capabilities yet. And that's both good news and bad news. Obviously, bad news that it hasn't happened yet. Good news that the Royals are still winning at a high percentage and a high rate. You know, but at some point, you want to see some encouraging things happen from some of these guys. I mean, Ventura has been okay. Has a 480 this year. Overall, pretty good. Two and one, 480, but he's facing Chris Sale. So it's going to be tough. Chris Sale, this will be his third start of the year. He's 2 and 0. He's won against the Twins there at US Cellular. Went six innings, one run with eight Ks in his first start of the year. Then he went to Detroit, struck out six and six innings, allowed two runs on four hits with the six Ks. So Sale is Sale. The Royals are going to need Ventura to match him. They're going to need. Seven innings of two-run ball out of Yardana Ventura if they're going to win that game tomorrow. And I think the Royals can do that, but the the odds have got to go Chicago tomorrow, obviously. Chris Sale is one of the premier pitchers in baseball, and Ventura is getting there, but he's not in the level of Chris Sale yet. So I'm a bit worried about tomorrow. Then you go to Friday. And before we, get to, we go to Friday, let's, let's recap Sale last year, by the way, because I did pull some numbers last year. So let's stay with Thursday real quick here before we go to Friday. April 6th, Chris Sale at the K last year. Eight shutout innings. 
beats the Royals. July 21st at U.S. Cellular, seven innings, one run with eight Ks, beats the Royals. They did get him at the K September 17th, gave up five runs and nine hits in five innings, but he did strike out six. So last year's sale was two and one against KC. Two out of three were great starts. He's off to a good start this year. It's going to be tough, my point being. So I like the White Sox in game one. Game two, Danny Duffy and Carlos Quintana, who I'm a bit nervous about him coming back down to the mean. I mean, there's two ways to look at this. Guys are struggling and they're going to keep struggling or they're due to come back to the mean. I guess either way, Friday's a toss-up because Danny Duffy has definitely been struggling. He looked like the, the old Danny Duffy with the five innings, five Ks, and five walks in his game on Sunday against Oakland. For the year, he's got a 5-5-1. Command issues all year for Duffy. Against Quintana, who's got an 8-4-0 this year, who's not been good. The Royals saw him, of course, and got five runs on nine hits in five innings earlier this year. But then he also did well at Cleveland, zero runs in six innings. But then last start was horrific. Gave up nine runs in his last start, did Carlos, and four innings against Detroit. So this will be his first home start of the year. First time coming home for Carlos. Against Danny, both pitchers have struggled. I don't know. Toss up. Toss up on Friday. I just feel like Quintana is about due to come back down to the mean. If, if you look at the last two years, he's been remarkably consistent. 200 in the third innings last year. 200 on the nose in 2013. How about that? He got one more out than he did in 2013 last year. So 200 innings the last two years. ERA is a 3-3-2 and 3-5-1 respectively. A guy you feel like is going to be in the mid to upper threes this year. So if that's the case, the Royals could be seeing a guy who's motivated. Another lefty they'll see. Three out of four guys in this series are lefties. We go to Saturday. Another lefty. John Danks and Edinson Volquez. Danks, of course, the husband of country singer Ashley Monroe, who I've had the pleasure of meeting. Very, very sweet girl. Danks and Volquez on Saturday. I like the Royals on this one. But again, the Royals have struggled against Danks throughout the years. He did lose to KC's first start, five and two-thirds, allowing four runs on seven hits at the K, the third game of the season here. Other two starts this year at Cleveland, allowed four runs and four and two-thirds. And at home against Cleveland, three runs in six innings. So he's faced Cleveland twice and the Royals once. Has a 6-0-6. I like the Royals. Volquez has been throwing really well. I like him there. So to me, it's 1-1-1 and so far going into Sunday. Jason Vargas, Hector Noesi, this is another toss-up. The right-hander finally has gone four and two-thirds innings his first start, five and two-thirds his second start. He's walked seven and ten and a third, which I like. Noesi has. So seven walks and ten and a third. Overall for the year, seven walks, 11 Ks with six or in runs. The Royals saw him twice last year and knocked him around good. Noesi had an 8-7-0 ERA against KC last year. Nine and two-thirds innings, eight runs against the Royals. Including an outing where the Royals got him for five runs and three and two-thirds on June 14th. I like the Royals slightly on Sunday. For this series, I like the Royals in two. I like the White Sox in one. The other one's a toss-up. Translation, this is probably going to be a split, and I'll take it. Go into Chicago, get a split. Keep yourself seven over 500. Try to go in and find a way to get two out of three in Cleveland. That, to me, should be the goal on this trip. Four and three is the goal on this trip. Three and four, worst case. Even if you split there in, in Chicago and lose two out of three in Cleveland, it's still okay. Three and four would be an okay trip. Four and three would be a good trip. And I think the Royals will probably go four and three on this trip. Although, I, take a second tonight if you have a chance to look at Cleveland's lineup. 
talk about going back to the mean. Someone's going to get hit hard here pretty soon. Some pitcher. Hopefully it's not the Royals. Hopefully Cleveland hits the ball hard the next few days because their entire lineup's like just about under 200 so far. No power. On bases are all like around 250. I mean, Cleveland. I mean, to me, coming into the year, Cleveland might have had the best offense on paper in the Central. Maybe them in Detroit. So... We shall see what happens. This will be an interesting road trip for the Royals as they head to the Windy City for four and then take on Cleveland for three. We'll be back with you again tomorrow night here on Clubhouse Conversation. And thanks for listening. As always, check out our interviews. We had a a really good one with 1970 Royals pitcher Bob Johnson. Published that yesterday. And then we'll be talking to Ethan Chapman, outfielder for the Northwest Arkansas Naturals, coming up this week. Got lots of great interviews from current and former Royals planned. Remember, every single week we talk to both a current and former Royal player. We talk here on Davos Disc just about every single night, all summer long, all season long, hopefully deep into the fall on Clubhouse Conversation. Have a great night. Go Royals!